Do you want to grow in Christ, but you're trapped in a funk? The reason may be this dangerous phrase. The Access More Podcast Network has faith-based shows about culture, family, and entertainment without all the other noise, so you can discover inspiring conversations easier. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Welcome to the pantry. Ah! You caught me in the Ooh, middle of celebrating. I know. You delivering a line very well. <laughs> but, squeak, you know, squeak. But, 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 but. How many times have you done it? You just did it. I know, right? <laughs> you were like, yeah, but I'm not good at that. And that's something that I do as well. But you know what? That's what this is all this about. This is, yeah, exactly. This is what this episode is all about. You know, I, I think of like, okay, even when we were kids, mm-hmm. but definitely now that we have a kid, it's like, yes. hey, Kalia, why don't you go and clean your room? Yeah, but, right. yeah, but, right. hey, we can't have ice cream, but, but, but. Right. It's like, how many times have we done that though? See, we can look at our kids. We can look at, you know, people around us and be like, yeah, uh-huh. my kid says that all the time. But you know what? How many times, even in your heart, maybe they didn't come out verbally. Right. But you said, yeah, but to God. Exactly. And before we get too deep in here, yeah, but I want to, <laughs> I want to shout out the four countries that Ooh, successfully brought us to 100 countries yes. reached with our podcast. So shout out to the U.S. Virgin Islands, Uzbekistan, Oman, and Egypt for all downloading at least one episode least one. in the last 30 days. That's awesome. But that was very encouraging to see. So thank you for all of our listeners around the world. Let us know where you're listening from and how we can, you know, make this show more accessible in your neck of the woods if there's something that we could, you know, feasibly do. I know that one cool thing is you've started to learn how to put different languages yes. in the captions, which is yes. really cool. So we're making uh, the Pantry Podcast available not only in English, yeah, but yeah. in several different languages. Yeah, on YouTube, I am slowly but surely adding captions in other languages based on the numbers, like download numbers of languages that, you know, right. are are trying to watch at least you know right. and it might just be expats and travelers and people who have english as a second language you know kids that you know are better than me and can speak two languages from wherever they're at but you know to to make it more accessible to their friends and family that might not have that gift yeah but yeah but i don't speak two languages yeah but i'm adding captions <laughs> so if you haven't caught on yet yeah but is that dangerous phrase and we're going to dive into right. why and how you can help yourself out of that funk. So that's today. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that sometimes when we look at this, we look at inadequacy right. um, in some of the ways that we say, yeah, but mm-hmm. um, we we might be tasked with something. Something comes into our purview. Something comes into our, 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 our walk. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, you need to go or, or not you need, but you're going to go or you need to go. Fine, whatever. I mean, if God, God's God saying it, he's going to be like, you, it, need, you to need to do go. this. Don't be offended. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe you're offended when I say you need to, but hey, when God says you need to, I think the last thing that we really want to do is yeah, but. And we're going to actually come in with a couple of different ways of thinking about this through the Bible because there are some stories in there that really yeah. show us the yeah, but. Yeah, so the first one, like you alluded to, is when you are called to do something. Now, we're all, spoiler, we're all called to do something already, right? We're already, we've been through these seasons. We are called to go and tell and go and make disciples, right? So we already know that there are some things that we're called to do. We're also called to, you know, many different things throughout the New Testament, especially, like, let's focus there, you know, but 
there's a lot that we're called to grow into and allow God to work in us to do. And so there's those, and you might also be called into something very specific like Moses was. That's the perfect example when you think about someone who kind of, who kind of came back at God. Now, does God mind? Not necessarily, because one, he already knows you're going to do it. And two, he knows we're human. Our minds are limited. We might have some extra questions. But what did Moses say? He said, he pleaded with the Lord, oh Lord, I'm not very good with words. I never have been. And I'm not now, even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue tied and my words get tangled. And that's out of Exodus 4. I've always found that one interesting. Yeah. Like, like there's two sides of this. One, one will say he has a speech impediment. The other right. side says he's just so out of sorts. Because yeah. if you think about his upbringing, you think about where he did. Okay, he's thrown in the river, right? He floats. Then he's in, in with the queen. Or, or the queen? Yeah. The, the princess. Princess. princess the right, princess. Right. And, and so he's raised up in a, first of all. A royal family. Royal family. Educated probably trained right mm -hmm. so he has all of these things that are going for him but then again when this comes he's like 80 years out of it mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like it's like okay because there's 40 years here there's 40 years here and then you know the wilderness and then all of a sudden here he is yeah. and then another 40 years in the desert boy this dude had a long and a lot of time to sit there in what god had planned for him yeah uh, and i like that i like the fact that like God comes in. He's probably Moses was done. He was wrapped up. He's like, I'm just going to be a shepherd. I'm going to be yeah. out here. I'm done. You know, I, I murdered this guy. And here I am, man. The, the, no, my, my people don't even accept me. He had to go over to another people, right? Mm -hmm. A Gentile people, which is yeah. kind of cool. So he marries into a Gentile family. Mm -hmm. And so here Moses is. And, and, and God's like, oh, uh, -uh. I ain't done. So look, y'all, if you're older, there ain't no excuse. It's not a yeah, but I'm yeah, too old. Right. Yeah, but I can't talk. Yeah, but I'm shy. Yeah, but I don't want to. Yeah, but, yeah, but I think as a Christian, why is this a dangerous thing to say? Moses did it and it turned out okay. That's great. And for us, sometimes it turns out okay. But rather than say, I'm going to keep doing my bad habit because sometimes it turns out okay. It's better to, when we start to say, yeah, but think on this and some of the other examples we're bringing in and really consider and count the cost of saying it versus maybe spinning it because at the end we're going to show you how you can spin this into a healthy mindset versus having it as a kind of combative rebellious or fearful mindset that doesn't really help right. you in the long run i think and think what we're going to see as we go through these different examples uh god can say yeah but too <laughs> Yeah, right, <laughs> right, like God, right. But God, I, my, I, my speech, my, yeah, but I got Aaron. Cool. Let's go. Exactly. Drive on. Second Corinthians uh, 3, 6, really, I'm going to go amplified here because, <laughs> come on, we going deep. We yeah, going but deep. amplify. Going, oh, okay. yeah, but right. it's not the. <laughs> the joke yeah. will get old Anyways, soon, I Anyways. promise. Uh, he has qualified us. So the Second Corinthians 3, 6, he has qualified us, making us sufficient as ministers of a new covenant of salvation through Christ, not of the letter of a written code, but of the spirit for the letter of the law kills by revealing sin and demanding obedience. But spirit gives life. We have the Holy Spirit. Yeah, but all powerful. All knowing. Isn't there a verse that says, don't worry what you'll say. Yeah, I'll yeah. do it. I got so, you. So the disciples, yeah, the disciples are, are he, they're about, you know, they're worried, you know, they might have to stand in front of the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the council and all of these things. They might be persecuted. They might be, things might come their way. And he's like, hey, don't worry about that. Right. Holy Spirit's got you. Right. He's got you. Now, 
again, we're, we're progressing here. Mm-hmm. This so is that a, one was, that, yeah, that, that but one. I'm not a good choice. <laughs> right. Yeah, but okay. I'm not a good choice. So here's, here's one. the next one. Yeah, but I want something different. <laughs> now, okay, you could grab a whole lot of examples out of the out of the Bible on this one. Yeah, but I want something different. But you know, we went to the classic lot. <laughs> yeah, with Lot, if you don't really, if you're not familiar with the story, so mm. Abraham had kind of asked the Lord to please spare Sodom if some believers could be found there. And he goes from, I think, like 50 down and oh, down and gosh, down. And down. I think he gets down to like 10 and surprise, can't find that many. Lot is his nephew or cousin. Nephew. 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 Who lives there. And as the angels are delivering Lot and his daughters out, this is after his wife's already salt. Literally salt. Um, It says, when they were safely out of the city, one of the angels ordered, run for your lives and don't look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the mountains or you will be swept away. And Lot said, oh, no, my Lord. Lot begged, you have been so gracious to me and saved my life and you have shown such kindness. But I cannot go to the mountains. Disaster would catch up to me there and I would soon die. See, there is a small village nearby. Please let me go there instead. Don't you see how small it is? Then my life will be saved. I'm going to say that dude was pretty brave. I mean, right to an angel that's saving you from all this? Because like, okay, let's, let's rewind here. Do not look back. His wife, yeah, but. I'm going to look right, back. Right. You know, it's like, okay, she just turned to a pearl of salt. As God telling you, hey, don't look back. Don't yeah, look but back. I gotta look but, back. But I gotta look back. <laughs> I got, and then here a lot is like, go to the mountain. Eh, yeah, I'll but be, I'll I'll be you'll be no, better no, in the city. Fa- fast forward. Yeah. Where do you end up? In the mountain. Right, because and and things were very bad. Things took a big bad turn. <laughs> yeah. His daughters, which oh. were raised all kind of wrong, did some wrong stuff. And everything went wrong. Just wrong, wrong, wrong. If you want to know, go to Genesis 19 and read how it went so wrong. Right? But the angel did say, all right, I will grant your request. I will not destroy that little village, but hurry and escape to it. Um, So, again, if you want something different than what God has for you. Now, there are some situations that we're going to read that you might think of in your head. Yeah, but what about that time when so-and-so asked God and God changed his mind? We're going to cover those as well. But when it comes to this, it's important to remember that this was a very self-centered desire. This was full of fear, right? He, he was like, I will surely have disaster catch up to me in the mountains, right? right. So there's fear there. He's not really thinking about anyone else's well-being here. He's, he's thinking about his own and his daughter's. But like mostly he's just talking about himself. Disaster would befall him there. And of course, this is like clearly him doubting Mm. God and God's ability to care for him and take him where he would need to go. If you don't even believe the angel that just saved you from all that, then there's a lot of fear and doubt playing out out there. I I like how God steps in there too. But he's like, okay, I mean, you can can do that. Mm -hmm. But then like it just goes all sorts of wrong. It's like, okay, you can do that. Like I'm going to allow this. Right. God allows a lot of things in our lives. God allows mm-hmm. <laughs> allows us the will because I mean free will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus take the will. Anyway, <laughs> but it's like sometimes we're like I'm taking over. Right. I'm taking over. Now, when we look at the Bible, we look at things in the Bible. We look at Abraham, we look at Sarah, we look at David, we look at Bathsheba, we look at Lot and his daughters, and we see a pattern that is formed here when we say these jab butts and we want to move in our own direction. We see a consequence. Mm-hmm. We see something that actually really creates a big line 
that goes in the opposite direction of the God of, uh, of the Davidic line even, or mm-hmm. even the, of the line from Abraham. Yeah. You, you really see these breaks, uh, Sarah and Abraham. Okay, I'm not going to listen to you and wait for a son. Mm-hmm. And, and Sarah and all her, I guess, desire to fulfill God's promise, you know, says Abraham, sleep with our slave. And I'm like, he's like, you going to be pregnant, girl. How does this work? Is this an episode of Days of Our Lives where, like, the pregnancy flips? Like, I mean, I don't even know. But But I I can tell you this. One line, Abraham's line, another line, Ishmael. And y'all can dig into that a little bit deeper. Right, right. Um, and so we just keep going down these 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 lines. Um, we see in David and Bathsheba, we we see something that rubs off onto Solomon. We see mm-hmm. a generational curse that comes into this, where mm-hmm. he is a womanizer, where he is like all about the all about the women. Yeah, I'm sorry. Come on, seven hundred wives and three hundred. And now that's him. And that became him. Right. And so we see, we continue to see this. So look, caution on that one. Look, mm-hmm. when we decide to walk outside of God's righteous path, which we will, I we will. But look, the the closer we can stay to that, the mm-hmm. better. Yep. Um, because when we really drift outside of it, I've drifted outside of it, and you know what? It comes back to bite you in the. Yes. And so hey, that was that was, yeah. But I want something different. Mm-hmm. And then there's of course. Now we know what we already talked about. We're called to share the gospel and make disciples. And there was one person especially that said, yeah, but not them. And that was Jonah. (laughs) (laughs) I had a a friend send me a message, you know, looking at the Old Testament. No, Jonah was not a Christian. Okay. But he was called to go share the message of God. So just just so we're clear, because yeah. now I'm pleading, I'm doing the PC patrol here. <laughs> it's like it's like, but we're still commissioned. He was commissioned. Uh, everybody that was that, that God came in contact from Old Testament to New Testament was commissioned to go out and share about God. Mm-hmm. Okay, old the church age comes in, old goes away. So therefore, now we're 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 putting a point towards Jesus. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference. But Jonah, oh wow, we still all act like these people. Oh, we do, Look, even uh, though we have the Holy Spirit now. When you take the wheel, like life's like a Tesla, right? Like it can drive itself. You can drive it, but you need it. But when you decide to drive it, you need to use some tools that are built into that Tesla. Ooh, and how how often do we love those words? Hey, just go. Right. It's like right. Uh, that really. If you guys are watching on YouTube, I really feel like God. This is how God does. He goes. He goes. Just go. <laughs> and he gives you that big smile, like because I'm here. It's right. Like, I got you. And, right. And we're like. <gasps> How many times have we we done have we moved forward into something and it's like you really feel this urging of God right It's mm-hmm. like you must do this and you hesitate you're mm-hmm. like oh. and I get it I really do I'm not gonna sit here and beat Jonah up because mm-hmm. like I get it he's like go of course he he does have a little wickedness towards these towards the people in his there's heart. resentment there's definitely a sure. resentment because it never works itself out the resentment doesn't yeah like like the the mission was accomplished. God had a plan. God had a purpose. He was like, this is what's going to happen. I don't care about your heart. Mm, see, we always think that, oh, my heart has to be perfect to be used by God. No, God will use you even in your imperfectness. Right. Because Jonah was not perfect. His heart was not no, right. Not but he at was all. still used to get other people's hearts right. But he believed. Yes, so he, he believed. believed right. Is, and right. watch this. And along the way, God's like, okay, well, I'm going to save these guys on this boat too because, well, we just proved something my sovereignty Mm -hmm. and so thrown overboard he gets spit up there he is he has to go to Nineveh and he works it out yeah 
Watch this. All of Nineveh believes in God. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I know. I know. I think that that's so important. Like these are examples that sometimes they work out and sometimes they don't. Yeah. But again, you don't want to test and try that out. Like you don't want to roll the dice. Like maybe it's going to cause a car wreck, but maybe I'm going to win a Tesla. You do not want to, you know, be gambling with this. You want to like really look at what the basic is. So we had that one. The next I, I, one. I'll say something here too, as we move forward, because yeah, but is way different than okay, I'll go. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll go, and maybe you didn't hear right. Is <laughs> not yeah, but I want to go the other direction. Yeah, it's, it's very like different. You're, you're still moving mm-hmm. on on that one, mm-hmm. and so just remember that. Like we're we're gonna come up short. We're not always gonna find the perfect plan of God. But what I, we're trying to really instill here today is is that we're saying. Get rid of the, yeah, but I'm not qualified. Yeah, but I don't want to. And then we're going to get some more. But just move forward mm-hmm. in this. Because, yeah. Because it's important that we do that. It's important that God becomes you know, our pathway. We're like trying. We're like, okay, I might read it wrong. But you know what's cool is he always aligns us. Yeah. Yeah. So the next one is, yeah, but toward <laughs> godly truth. Whew. So this is one you see a lot. Um, I think the biggest one that I have seen on social media is not actually from the unbeliever because you kind of expect people who don't understand scripture to counter with yeah, but, which is its own lesson because that is a barrier toward so much. And that's why apologetics has its role. Loving on people has its role. But for the believer, what we've seen, especially on Shay's Twitter, if you ever want to be entertained, go check out Shay's Twitter. Can we do like a little play? Yeah. I'll start up. Hey guys, faith through grace, not by works. Yeah, but you have to do works or else we know you're not saved. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. I can't pose. Here, let's try another one. Okay. God loves you guys. Mm, yeah, but you have to be saved. <laughs> yeah, but he hates the sin. Right. Oh, yeah. Or. Oh, gosh. Or, you know, you, you, you can go the so other way. Better, like, okay, do another one. <laughs> okay, okay. Faith without works is dead. I know. Faith without works is dead. Yeah, but grace. Grace. We can't forget grace. I can't win. No, you can't like, win. I can't win. You can't I, win with I, what, the yeah, today, but scripture if, if, if crowd. Today I talk about grace, you got the ones that talk about works. If this one over here says faith without works is dead, you got the grace popping in. It's amazing. And look, I've only got 200 characters. Yeah. 200 i don't think like it, it it really comes down to people who like unless like you'll say something you'll say something yeah but you didn't preach the gospel buddy right okay so here so here is a i'll say it's a cantankerous crusty spirit that is going on where you're just not happy you're not satisfied hearing scripture isn't enough because of the level of skepticism mm. that is coming from so many people not rightly hand- handling scripture i guess that's my right. best throw them a bone kind right. of assumption right that they are they hear a godly truth and because you did not surround that godly truth with the entire bible there's a yeah but mm. And, you know, or you say something that's godly, yeah, but you didn't cite it with Matthew 6, 12, you know, whatever, or whatever it is. So I think that those kind of things, what it's really showing, it doesn't mean that there isn't a time to correct someone lovingly or add in, right? There's like, for example, you can come in and support 
versus yeah butting somebody like butting in with a yeah but um but i mean there's there's ways to interact there's there's ways, there's to, ways interact, to interact but there's not yeah. this idea of i guess just there's a lack of peace there's a lack of I satisfaction I, I think so if i was to sit there and try to point my finger on, on what this might be in, in our christian walk is a fear mm-hmm. it's like a fear that we're gonna put out the wrong message look i understand that like Hundreds of people, maybe thousands of people are going to see what's said. And I understand that we want to present them with the best message and gospel. So it's complete package clean across. But honestly, in a lot of the platforms, you write multiple layers. Very few people are going to read through it. And that's just the reality. So you're trying to get this gospel message, this love of Christ, this 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 beautiful message that, yeah, faith without works is dead. But you know what? I can, but you know what? My own thing. Mm-hmm. And I usually do it. And, and, but, you know, it's kind of like, and I'm not trying to throw out meat to get people to jump. But I, I think when we look at examples of this, we look at God or Jesus as he's walking. He sees the paralyzed man laying on a mat, right? But he sees this faith in them. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing when he sees this faith in this paralyzed man. He's like, he comes up, he's like, be encouraged, my child. Your sins are forgiven. Like, he didn't say, you know what? You need to crawl around 10 times around the pool of, of what was that? Bethesda? Bethesda. Bethesda. Yeah. I'm sorry. Bethesda. You got to, you know, crawl around the pool of Bethesda He didn't 10 walk times. through all of the Abrahamic right. covenant right, and lead right, up right, to right. Davidic covenant and explain why this was true. <laughs> he just said it. And then, and then of course, the yeah, buds. You know, but, but some of the teachers of religious law said to themselves, that's blasphemy. Now, of course, they're talking about him being able to heal, mm-hmm. but, but, and or, or for the sins. forgiveness is yeah. really the, it's, it's this healing, but this forgiveness that got, that he's putting on people. They're like, hold up. No, no, no. You got to go slaughter. <laughs> no, 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 no. But you got to go slaughter a, a sheep. You got to give some doves. You got whatever your sacrifice was for your sin, whatever. That's what you have to give. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, no, no, it's simpler than that. So this is really a simple message yeah. um, that gets overly complicated. So we're not going to sit on that too long because right. we could beat that all day. Yeah. Uh, look, give some grace. If you guys are on social media, give some grace, give some mercy. Look, if you have something to add, don't yeah, but it. Just say, ooh, you know what? Look, I'm going to give some cool verbs. You know what? Ooh, I just had this cool thought. Yeah. Man, because of the saving grace. Mm-hmm. It encourages us. It encourages us to move. Yeah, it encourages us to want to go share this message right. to do works for the kingdom. Yes, right. And 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 look, I just said that, and it's not two hundred characters, especially in Twitter. You could definitely post that out there, right. and it would go beautifully. Yeah. And watch this. If you do it in that way, hold on. I'm gonna help you out in your Twitter accounts. All you <laughs> If you do it that way, and you don't say yeah, but you just say ooh, you know what's cool is that through grace. Man, we start to do works for the kingdom. It becomes your own tweet, and people yes. see it, and they're like, "Yeah, poof." And then probably you'll probably get a "Yeah, but grace." But anyways, right? I think that it's it's something where if you feel like you do that a lot, yeah. ask God to work in your heart um, and help you find better ways to communicate. Because mm. if if nothing else, on the most face value level. That is, you, you don't need to repeat, repeat that phrase all the time. Get a better phrase, right. you know? Right. Uh, <laughs> but it goes deeper than that. Right. Um, so then the last the last one that we're going to cover is the yeah, but that we have toward godly advice mm. and opportunity because this is the one, you know, we talked about Moses, we talked about Jonah, we talked about Lot, but in the day-to-day life of you, mm. how often do you hear godly advice, but because 
you don't think they have walked in your shoes before or because you don't think they're empathizing enough or they haven't given enough room to your feelings or your current circumstances. You discount the advice that comes straight out of the Bible because it doesn't sound sensitive enough or perfectly fitting enough or what have you. I think this is the one that actually gets us in the most trouble of all of them because when God's, when we're praying to God and he sends us a brother in Christ or a sister in Christ that has the actual answer, if they don't have the perfect words, we don't think they care enough. They're just slapping euphemisms on it. They, you know, they're not like they don't understand. It's not that simple, et cetera, et cetera. Receive the verse. Yeah, receive you, you know, the let, verse. Let me explain Amen. something because I, I've heard this. I've heard this. Yeah. <sighs> you just giving me a verse? Mm-hmm. I'm giving you God's word. Right. I'm giving I, you like, I, I'm the not living to say bread. That, I'm not trying to say that we shouldn't have. Okay, look, don't just drop us. <laughs> I know. Try a little harder, hey, man. Hey, brother. Hey, sister. You know what? Oh, my gosh. I can't believe what you're going through. Check out this encur- encouraging verse. Mm-hmm. Don't just hit him with a verse. Right. <laughs> be like, but there's ways to approach this. But look, on the receiving side of that, all you're, all you're doing is giving me verses. No, I'm giving you God's word. I'm giving you truth and I'm doing it from a position of love. And I think that we see this in the story mm-hmm. uh, of the feast. Yeah. Yeah. I think that in the feast, let me pull this up. My yeah. phone likes to lock. <laughs> um, so this is out of Luke 14. Mm. And it says, hearing this, a man sitting at the table with Jesus exclaimed, what a blessing it will be to attend a banquet in the kingdom of God. And Jesus replied with this story, a man prepared a great feast and sent out many invitations. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servant to tell the guests, come, the banquet is ready. But they all began making excuses. One said, I have just bought a field and must inspect it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five pairs of oxen, and I want to try them out. Please excuse me. Another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The story goes on, but pretty much because none of the people he invited came, they all had an excuse. He went out and found other people, right, that you wouldn't first think to invite to the party, but he's like, y'all come. And then they didn't have excuses, and they rolled up. And I think that each of the people who had an excuse, they had a circumstance. Mm. They had a thing they were living and experiencing and that was enough to not accept the opportunity yet when it's the lord offering up the opportunity it's not every opportunity that comes your way is not of god but when you test it and it seems like it's of god or you dismiss it before testing it i think sometimes that's what happens you dismiss before testing so you don't even know if it's from god or not because you've already counted yourself out because of your circumstance yeah you know in in this story what you really see is is you see you know, the battle that Jesus was having with the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the councils, the the, the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Um, he was inviting them to this banquet. He was inviting them to this banquet with a banner of love over it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and really saying, hey, here I am. Here I am the king. Here I am the Messiah. Here I am offering my table, my feast, my food, my bread, my life, my blood, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, here I am. And it was just a rejection. It's like, no, it's like, right. you know, wait, well, wait, hey, we got these these religious laws that we need to follow. Hey, no, th- this isn't how this should be. Wait, you're just this person? Hold on. It's only you? Hold on. You're just, wait, aren't you just a, 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 a craftsman? Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow. But he had the most powerful word. He knew scripture better than anyone. He was perfect. 
And yet he was being rejected. So what did he turn to? He turned to the Gentiles, the ones that were looked at as dogs, the ones who were looked at as less than. And, and you know what? A transition happens. And, and, and all of a sudden it becomes his chosen people. Now the Gentiles become in the church age, the chosen people. And eventually the Jewish will come back to being that chosen, chosen people. Mm-hmm. But right here in this, in this scripture, it's describing a rejection yeah. to truth. We do that, y'all. Either our friends say it, we, we open the Bible up and we're like, because oh. we don't want it to apply. Because if it starts to apply, it means that there, there's, there's something that God's going to work in in our lives. Mm-hmm. And maybe we're not ready to release that yet. Yeah. But you know what? We need to release it. We need to let it go. You know, I heard something. It was a podcast. And if I remember it, I'll, I'll quote it in the show notes. But they were talking about identity. And mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a younger, like a Gen Z girl. And she was saying, you know, I, my headband just fell off. For all the YouTube people. Um, (laughs) No, she was, I must be bopping my head too much. But she was saying, when you stop and strip your identity, how you identify yourself, of all the things wrong with you, Mm. what's left? And some people don't know what's left. And they have become so identified with the things that are their struggle, the things they hate about themselves and the hardships and things that have made them a victim. They don't know who else they are outside of that stuff. And I think that that relates to this so much because when your whole identity is the struggle that you're in, then your flesh is going to resonate with that and want to combat anything that threatens to rob you of your Mm. fake identity that you have become so tight knit with Mm. because this parable relates earlier in Luke, in Luke 9, when he's actually inviting real people to come follow him. And one said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. And Jesus told him, let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Your duty is to go and preach about the kingdom of God. Just that alone, there's more there, but just let's isolate that. Jesus is saying something that most of us would find offensive if he came to our door and said, come and you're like hold on let me go like feed my kid or something right like i'm not saying he'd tell you to ditch your toddler i'm just saying (laughs) but like think of it like he's saying ditch your family and he's like hold on let me just like go take care of my family and he's saying let the dead bury the dead he's calling your family dead because they don't realize jesus right Right. this is in a in a house where only you are the believer here a lot of people would be stumbling all over that they'd be very offended they would feel like he's heartless But there is so much truth in the scripture he just said. And as a believer, we have an option. Do we want to let our emotions rob us of truth? Or do we want to ride our emotions on a road of truth Mm. as the one who holds the reins of our emotions? You're in ownership of your emotions and you control them rather than you're their slave. You get that freedom. You get that option if you if you have the Holy Spirit. And so even though that's hard and even though that takes practice, it's worth doing. Right. And hey, look, I'm going to be the first one. If I'm, if I'm struggling and I'm asking for prayer, send me a verse. Mm-hmm. Send me a verse because Psalms 119.11 says, I have stored up your words in my heart that I might not sin against you. Watch this. Stored up them words, though. When we have the word of God stored up in our storehouse. Right, we have the Holy Spirit; He's there. Mm-hmm. But are we listening? Are we allowing Him to speak? Are we allowing what what we're seeing and reading to penetrate into our minds, so that we can succeed? 
That's the whole point for Hebrews. I like Hebrews 4.12 too because, of course, these are just verses, standard verses, y'all. These are the verses we hear all the time. For the word of God is living, active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit and joints and, and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. It's healing. When we hear a verse, and I know that people throw verses and, and hit you with baseball bat verses. I get it. But look, maybe we can change up our verbiage when we're sharing with our with our family, with our friends. Watch this. And unbelievers, man, they're not going to get it anyways. So maybe we just love on because I see that too. I see I see in, in, in the realm of talking with unbelievers where a believer just starts pounding an unbeliever with verse. And I'm like, okay, they're not going, they're just going to, it's going to, poof, it's going to hit them in there the face. It ain't going into the heart. So look, let's use the word of God wisely. And let's use it to encourage and build up. Yeah. All right. So those are all of the examples yes. that we've pulled out. So now let's let's flip the table a little bit because we do want to acknowledge when a slightly different phrase has actually worked in the word of God and what the pattern is. Because there are times people, well, yeah, but Michelle and Shay, there are times in the Bible where people go to God and say, but God, please. And God changes his mind. And we're not going to get into the theology behind God changing his mind right now, maybe on another episode. But the pattern, right? (laughs) But the pattern in the circumstances that we've covered already is, yeah, but, and it's all about the self. It was all about what Jonah wanted. It's all about how Moses saw himself. And it's all about what Lot feared. However... When it works, it's all about when when the person talking to God is asking for mercy for other people. Okay, so when Abraham asked about sparing Sodom, God held like decided instead of just destroying it, if there's 10 people there, which he didn't find. But he said, okay, if there's 10 people, I won't destroy it. And then Lot did get to be snatched out because he was the him and his family were the only ones. Okay, Um, when Moses and the people with the golden calf, the Israelites, right? When he came back down and they were all worshiping a golden calf, God was very angry. He was going to start all over. He was going to start fresh. He going to mow them down. And Moses stood up and said, yeah, but, and God changed his mind. But it wasn't Moses saying, yeah, but I don't want to die. He's like, have mercy on these people. Ooh, wow. Right? So every time it actually works, it's when the person is doing what Christ did for us and saying, have mercy on other people. And there's one specific one that's Hezekiah. Yeah. King Hezekiah, he asked for, um, he asked. That's 15 more years. Yeah, he yeah. got, he got, he God sick, gave he him. Die, yeah. He wanted more life. And he didn't necessarily ask for 15 years. He just said, Lord, remember me. Right. right. But when God said, okay, I'm going to give you 15 more years. Right. Why did he give him 15 more years? God said that he would give him 15 more years in order to rescue the city, Mm. meaning all the people, from the king of Assyria, right? (laughs) So each time, there's an interest and a love for others involved when he does respond faithfully and fruitfully to those things. And of course, God's omniscient. He knew he was going to do it anyways. Okay, and then there's Mary. Yes. Yeah. Mary, yes, Mary's like in the wedding. It's not time for Jesus to to reveal himself yet. Yeah. He's like trying to hold it back. You know, it's not the time. It's not the place. It's not the whatever. And she's like, can you just help out, you know, the water to wine thing? And Jesus says, 
okay. Yeah. He, honored, <laughs> he his honored, mother, honored his mother, or else he, he would have. Uh... mother. <laughs> you know, Abraham intercedes for so- for Sodom, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah, but, Lord, but, Lord, but, Lord, but, Lord. And honestly, God worked with him. Mm-hmm. You know, God worked with him. He said, okay, yeah. give, me, give me 40. Okay, give me 35. Okay, give me 30. Give me 20. Give me 10. And you know what? At the end of it all, God knew that there wasn't anyone in there that had a heart for God. It was, it was an imperfect lot. Mm-hmm. anyways anyways but i I like i like these i like the ones where we could sit there and say yeah but because i mean we could question god and i love how he's using imperfect people through it all Mm -hmm. i think one posture when you're when you want to when you have doubt or you have questions but you feel like god's pushing you it's it's also about how you say it like when you're with your parents and they're like it's the tone right it is kind of the yeah. tone. Like, for example, you could, when you feel something like that, be like, yes, Lord, I will do it. Mm. Please help me understand more. Do it your way. And I trust you to give me the provision to do it. Now you've covered the doubts, the fears, mm. and the, the identity crises you may have because you're asking for greater understanding where God deems it necessary. You're asking for provision to make it happen from a God who always mm. supplies the provision when he asks you to do something. And you're, you're asking him to kind of posture your heart. That is how to do it. Yes, you, are, you, you have some struggles still. That's okay. He knows you're human. But there's a difference. Right. And so the final difference, the, the final flip it on the head is rather than do that, rather than focus on, yeah, but, focus on. But God. Yes. And not, but God. No, 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 no. Oh, but But God. God. I can't do it. But, <laughs> but God. God. And that is where we want yes. to land. Yes, but God. But God raised him from the dead, Acts 13, 30. But God kept him from recognizing him, Luke 24, 16. But God is my helper. The Lord keeps me alive, Psalms 54, 4. But God, listen, he paid attention to my prayer, Psalms 66, 19. But God made them male and female from the beginning of creation, Mark 10, 16, 10, 6. Excuse me. But God raised him to life on the third day. Then God allowed him to appear, Acts 10, 40. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. But God. Because but God, yes, but God has the perfect plan. Yes, but God has the perfect design. Mm-hmm. But God has the perfect everything, y'all. Yes, so listen to God. Yes, that's so important. You know, my one of my favorite ones is in Genesis with mm. in the story of Noah and the ark. But God remembered Noah and the an- right. animals and livestock with him in the ark, just because he. You know, even if you feel like God's forgotten you, he remembers you. He does not have a memory disorder, okay? But he, God remembered but God, Abraham But and God, Sarah. but God. He has remembered <laughs> us. And oh. that is, I love finding those verses when I'm reading because that but God is such a spin on the doubt because that is... Satan wants you to focus on the yeah buts. He wants you to focus on every exception because he, even Satan, you could say, said, yeah, but I can be God. Yeah, but I can do it better. Yeah, but whereas to every yeah, but there's ever been, you can put, but God something right Mm. but god is faithful but god is true but god's way is right there's no hope the world's falling apart but god's got a plan you know evil (laughs) is reigning in this place but god is king and will rule you know like and but but god we're too old to have a son Mm -hmm. okay zachariah i'm gonna mute you 
but I'll give you your voice back. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, what's up with people being like, but we too old? Like, I hello. Anyway. But anyways, hey, <laughs> this, this, this has been fun. It's been exciting. We, we, we bumbled through a little bit, but it's, it's good. It's good to sit down, chop these things up, listen yes. to these things. And look, honestly, it's okay to question. Look, sometimes it's better, like, okay, if you don't agree with something, don't say, but, mm-hmm. but. There's better ways to engage in the conversation, number one. Yes. Number two, I, you know what? Forget all the rest of that. Honestly, the but, 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 and just say what? But God. Yes. But God. Because God is going to carry us through everything. Doesn't matter what you're going through. Doesn't matter the circumstance. He's dealt with it with a bunch of people before you because they had the same problem. And guess what? He's good at it. All right, y'all. Remember, you can support us at patreon.com slash the pantry podcast. You can also get all the verses that we covered today because today's one of those days where we pulled out a lot in the show notes at thepantrypodcast.com where you can also download a copy of our free seven-day Jesus Not Junk Food devotional. So until next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. The Pantry Podcast is also honored to be featured on the Edify app, Spark Radio, Spark Media on Uplifted, and Eternity Ready Radio.